Sit down, shut up, and strap in. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Busy on Sports with your host, Bill Bazot. I love that kid. Dumb as a stump, but I love him. Another big win for the Louisville Cardinals last night as they knocked down Pitt 57-54. to But more importantly, I'm worried again, folks. I'm worried there's not enough scoring, and we've been talking about this all year for this team. Last night, five guys score for the Cardinals. That's it. Five guys get baskets compared to Pitt, who had their starters all score. They had two, three guys off the bench come in. One guy scored 16 points off the bench. So you see what I'm getting at here. When it comes tournament time and it comes to Big East tournament, then they move on to the March Madness tournament. It's going to be really – it's scary because if, if, let's just say, Russ Smith can't hit or Kyle Kirk has a bad game, and we've seen this, and we may see it again, where are they going to get the other points? Where are the points going to come off the bench? I, I don't know, and it, it's frightening because if that's how they're going to play, you know, they could be done real early. I mean, Shane Bahannon, tons of potential, and I just can't figure out why he is not doing more with the ball, why they're not getting him the ball more, why he's not scoring more. Uh, Peyton Siva, another guy. I was on board with this kid this year, thought he'd have a career year, and he's just been up and down. So I'm just worried as a Cardinal, as somebody who wants to watch Louisville succeed, you know, maybe make a run. If you're a fan, you've got to find, you've got to be worried, shaking in your boots. Where's the solution to this? Who's going to step it up? Who on the bench is going to come alive in tournament time and carry this team and help carry this team to the next level? Mason, you're asking me which quarterback I want in this situation, who's going to be better. And look, they're both elite. You know, Tom Brady's hosted this party for years now, the Super Bowl party. He's been there. Manning is at the door. He's ready to come in. He's next in line to be in that list, you know. Brady, we know, is clutch. He wins in the postseason. He's unstoppable with the ball in his hands in the game on the line. He's got 34 career game-winning drives. You know, he's done it all. And if he wins Sunday... He'll be the head of the company with Montana and Terry Bradshaw with four Super Bowl rings. You know, he's already tied Montana. I mean, he's got everything going for Tom Brady in this game. Whereas Manning right now, is he's playing as well, if not better, than Brady. You know, Brady threw six touchdowns, all, of course, in that game against Denver, and three interceptions in the two postseason games. You know, Manning's thrown eight touchdowns and one interception, and he had to play all, all those games on the road. It's interesting. You know, Brady's known for his comebacks. Manning, however, has done it too. Five fourth-quarter comebacks this season, including one against, you named it, the Patriots in Week 9, and also another one against San Francisco in that NFC title game we just watched. So you got to think Eli Manning. He's right there, and the numbers are pointing to him being a little better at this point. You know, whether he'll show up in the Super Bowl or whether we'll see Tom Brady is yet to be seen. We've got a few days before we look at that. But right now, Eli Manning is just as elite as Tom Brady at this point right now. These two guys can do it all. And it's going to make for one heck of a football game on Sunday. Bill Bazo. All right, 14.50, the sports buzz. We're back. Before the break, we broke down our Big East shoulda, coulda, woulda. We had uh, talked a little bit about Louisville basketball and how they would have maybe been the team to win the Big East tournament, had you know a lot of things not gone their way, injuries and so forth. They have to find a consistent score. So now we moved on to the SEC, like I promised you. A lot of Kentucky fans are wondering, do you have them as a shoulda, coulda, woulda team? Let's start with the coulda team, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt could win the SEC tournament in New Orleans. Why? Because they're a solid basketball club. They're built on senior leadership. They have the ability to shoot the ball. They've got a great, great tandem 
great tandem of John Jenkins and Jeffrey Taylor. And they've played Kentucky twice. And I think, in my eyes, when you think of games, you think of how many times, three times in a row to beat a team. It's merely impossible. And it, it's, there's no, I don't know if there's facts or whatever you can look up. There probably is on, on each sport. But just from my experience, any time you have to play a team for the third time in a row, you usually lose that game, the team that's won twice. Because finally they're the team that's, that has lost has figured out how to beat you. And if Vandy wants to beat Kentucky, which I think they'll play again in the conference championship, in that championship game, they're going to have to find a way to, of course, keep Anthony Davis away from the ball. If they can get down to the paint quickly and get quick baskets and allow Davis to maybe get in foul trouble, then things are going to be looking very bright for them. That's the key. They've got to get Davis in there, and they also have to eliminate turnovers. If Brad Tinsley and the rest of the guards, they can, they can eliminate that. It's going to leave open shots for Jenkins and Taylors. They're going to be able to knock down long-distance shots, and there's why Vanderbilt could win the SEC tournament if everything goes right. Now, who would have had a chance? Ah, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. This team has gone from a solid team to an NIT team. Mississippi State right now, they're basically playing. It's like going to a roulette table and watching it hit red seven times in a row, no, eight times in a row, and you've been betting black, and nothing's falling for you. That's what's happening for Mississippi State. They were 13-2 and two at one point this season before SEC play began. From there, they've gone 6-8. and eight. This team has slipped, and they've been bad. And with the lineup and with the, the roster of D. Boyce, Rodney Hood, Arnett Maltrey, this team should be a lot better than what they are. They should be. Now, who should win this one? <laughs> Pretty obvious. It's Kentucky. They're going to enter this tournament as a number one seed. They're the best team in the nation. I mean, what do you look at on this team that, that hasn't gone right for them? I mean, Anthony Davis, player of the year, quite possibly. And, and is he even the best player on the team? I've heard people argue Michael Kidd Gilchrist is the best player on the team. So it'll be interesting. I mean, they've lost one game. They haven't been truly tested. They've won every game by at least six points, except for the game against Tennessee, since that loss. And most of those wins are double-digit wins. So I don't know that anybody's going to step in Kentucky's way. Here's what I think, though. Kentucky may want to lose. You don't want to go into March Madness on this big of a win streak. You're bound to slip. You're bound to fall. It happens. So Kentucky is my team that should win this one. And I'd love to hear from you, the fans. Your shoulda, coulda, houlda, woulda. Shoulda, that's, that's a tongue twister. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Let us know. Give us a call on the Goomer Company hotline, 502-384-1450. Bill Bizzo. 1450, the sports buzz. Bill Bizzo here bringing you the afternoon buzz. Before we left for break, we were discussing Illinois basketball. We kind of left it at, you know, who do you bring in and what is Illinois basketball? And in my eyes, Illinois basketball right now is a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone for coaches to make the next big break. You come to Illinois, you're a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team, you can get talent in there, but is it a school that essentially is going to get you to Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, Final 4s, National Championships over and over again? And it's not. It's not the kind of school that does that. It's not known for that. So for the coach that's going to come in there next, whether you hear Shaka Smart maybe, you know, here's a guy who had a chance to leave VCU. They had a good season last year. He signed an extension, got a little raise. So if he comes to Illinois with his Midwest roots, he's a guy from Madison, can they hold on to him? Can they keep him you know, two years down the road when he maybe finally gets a run? 
Look, Illinois as a team gets good recruits. There's no questions about it. But when you watch an Illinois game, the offense, things just don't move. And if that's on the coaches, the coaches have to fix that. If that's on the players to take initiative and try to win, it's on the players. There's a lot of things wrong right now with Illinois, and they've got to get them fixed. And if you like, you know, for the guys that recruit in that same area of Chicago, of Purdue, and, and maybe Wisconsin, Illinois still gets the good talent. They, you know, they get the kids from Chicago to go down there, but they can't turn them into winners. And the next person that comes in there, Illinois is going to have to either pay to stay, or they're going to have find they're going to have to be okay with bringing in a, you know, an average guy to make some noise. And hopefully he doesn't leave in a certain time frame.